Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater, including cichlids, catfish, oddballs, plagos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original Fish Keeper podcast that started it all for the Fish Keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Akari Sales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquahouse. Now, Aqua Alex, take it away. Hello, fish keepers, and welcome to the Aquatic Wetline, your one stop for everything freshwater. I'm your host, Aqua Alex. How are you all doing today? I hope you are doing good. I'm doing well, and I actually got my albino Oscar appal today. I bought a Tiger Oscar from Petco, so I'm very excited. I'm very excited to host this great show. For all of my fish keepers who live in Massachusetts or in the Northeast who are affected by this week's snowstorm, I hope you guys are all safe. I hope you guys are nice and warm. And I hope your fish are nice and warm and you have power like I'm lucky to have power tonight. So thank you all for listening to this show. I really do appreciate it, and I hope you guys will enjoy this show. Now, I've got a great show coming your way today on the Aquatic Wetline. This is a show that a lot of fish keepers are going to appreciate because it's something that I feel most freshwater and saltwater fish keepers have in common because it's only some of the fish species that are available to us. But we'll talk about that later on in the show. I would like to begin with a very special announcement regarding the aquatic wetline. Guys and fans of the aquatic wetline, today is our 125th episode. 
Yes, you heard me correctly. Today is our 125th episode, and I'm very, very proud of that. And I'd like to say thank you to all of those of you who have been listening to the Aquatic Wetline since day one. I'm growing fast, and I really do appreciate that. My listeners are getting up there, so thank you very much for that. And I really do love hosting the Aquatic Wetline. Now, to me, 125 episodes is not really an accomplishment. That's why I didn't do a 125th celebration episode. But our next episode celebration is going to be for our 150th episode, which is only 25 episodes away, believe it or not. And I believe that our 150th episode will be in either March or April, probably March because I'm only 25 episodes away, but I will keep you posted on when our 150th episode will be. But I'm going to have prizes for the 150th episode. That's right, I am sponsoring the 150th episode with prizes. There will be prizes for some live callers and some of you that listen live. Plus, my sponsor, Hikari, is going to be doing another giveaway on the 150th episode. So I can guarantee you, you are going to enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to it. Prizes on our 150th episode. It's going to be great. I'm going to have prizes. I'm going to sponsor it. And Hikari is going to sponsor it. So I thought I'd start the show off in a very good way. And I just want to announce that for you. So if you're listening for the first time, follow us to catch up to our 150th episode. And you could win a prize on our 150th episode, so I am looking forward to that. Anyways, that's a little ways to go, so let's talk about what we're going to discuss on tonight's episode. Now, we're going to discuss keeping and raising baby fish. And believe it or not, this affects all fish keepers because at one point or another, we have kept and we have raised baby fish. 95% of the fish sold in tropical fish stores and pet stores are baby fish, or they're in a juvenile state. Most fish stores and pet stores don't like to sell big adult fish because they're harder to sell. Plus, baby fish are cheap, and lots of people will buy baby fish. It's a lot easier selling a baby fish than it is to sell an adult fish, which is why the pet stores and fish stores prefer to sell juvenile fish. And hence, you won't see that many big fish available in the fish store. So today, we're going to discuss keeping and raising show-quality baby fish to a perfect adult. So today, I'm going to discuss what I like about growing baby fish, the good and bad of baby fish. I'll discuss how to raise baby fish, and I'll tell you the don'ts of raising baby fish so you know what not to do when you are raising baby fish. All right? So you guys are definitely going to enjoy today's talk show. All right. Now, you can go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine 
8142 shall you have any questions or if you want to offer your advice to some of the fish keepers out there who are raising baby fish that is 1-347-989-8142 or say you're a fish keeper and you want to tell your story about some of the baby fish that you have raised over the years go ahead and call in and share that story as well one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right. Well, I've got a lot to discuss tonight, so let's go ahead and get started. First, I'll start off by talking about why I like raising baby fish. And the first reason I like baby fish is you get to grow them out yourself and enjoy it. That's right. By keeping baby fish, you get to grow them yourself and take pride in it. When that baby fish reaches its teenage years and then reaches maturity, you can say, wow, I had that fish at two inches, and now it's a show-stopping adult fish or adult specimen. You can take pride in the fish that you raised. It'll boost your confidence in the fish-keeping hobby. Trust me, I have grown out several fish from babies, and I really, really did enjoy it. And it's one of the things I enjoy about this fish-keeping hobby is growing out fish from a juvenile state. It's really, really fun, no matter what the fish is, whether it's a cichlid, a catfish, or a tetra, or even a crayfish. It really is fun. So that's one of the first things I like about growing out baby fish and raising them. Now, the next thing I enjoy about fish, baby fish in particular, is you get to see their colors change. That's right. A lot of these cichlids, when they are juveniles, they're going to have different colors than they're going to have as adults. So when I buy a baby cichlid, I like to see the colors change as they mature and grow bigger. It really is cool. For example, a baby tiger Oscar is often very cute and very nice looking. I like the patterns on a baby tiger Oscar, but as it matures, those patterns are going to go away and can become solid orange and look very nice. Or, for example, um, a Jack Dempsey is very dully colored as a juvenile, but as it matures, it gets a nice gold coloration and some nice blue coloration. So, as a fish keeper, it's always nice to see colors change from either dull looking as a baby to fantastic and stunning looking as an adult. It really is something that I think a lot of fish keepers also enjoy about growing out, uh, growing um, baby fish out. And it really is something unique, and I think it's pretty cool. Now, of course, I like taking pride in raising it from a baby. Of course, if you are a fish keeper and you bred fish, for example, you would take pride in raising baby fish. Now, I don't breed fish. I just go to the store and buy my fish in the juvenile state. But a lot of you out there might be breeding some fish, so you will have more pride in breeding fry and breeding baby fish and then raising them. Um, uh, raising breeding fish is kind of a little harder than raising baby fish. So today we're talking about going out and purchasing juvenile fish, but some of the things I'm saying could go along the lines of breeding fish and raising the fry. And we'll do a show separate to this. We'll do a show just on raising fry 
from a breeding, but today I'm talking about raising juvenile fish that you go out and buy at the pet store or you buy from a local breeder, which pretty much could be the same thing, um, just taken different from uh, aspect of this hobby. But, of course, you take pride in raising it from a baby, whether it's from a local breeder or from your fish store. And pretty much it's what I like about raising baby fish. And if I had to add another reason, it is baby fish are more affordable for your wallet. Um, a lot of these baby fish are very cheap in the aquarium hobby because they're small and you can't really make a lot of money for a small fish unless it's a very rare fish like a zebra pleco or something that is extremely rare. Um, most small fish are affordable like your bread and butter fish like Oscars, Danios, Guppies, Tetras, Angelfish, Plecos, etc. All the small baby fish are very affordable and that is what I really like about them. So that is what I like about raising baby fish, and of course, you're welcome to call in and discuss what you like about raising baby fish. Now, let's talk about the good of raising baby fish. Now, as I just said, they are cheap and affordable, so a beginner could go out to the fish store, pet store, and buy some baby tetras or baby dinos or baby guppies or baby live bearers or any of those easy fish. Now, you think what the tetras is, most tetras that are sold in the fish store are usually in their teenage years or already fully matured because most tetra species stay small, maxing out about two to three inches. So for you to buy a juvenile tetra, it had to be an inch and an inch and a half to, for it to be a juvenile. That is why a lot of people like tetras is because they're already um, mature when you buy them and they're cheap like a, a baby fish, but technically they're not really a baby because they're so small. But a lot of the small fish, like the guppies and mollies and platies, the light bearers, still have babies you can raise, you can raise their babies. However, a lot of the small fish are very affordable and even the small Oscars and the small plecos and the smaller growing monster fish are very affordable too. So that's what I really enjoy about baby fish and that's one of the good things about baby fish that they're cheap and affordable. Next, the next good thing about raising baby fish, you are able to be they're they're able to be kept in grow out tanks and they're able to be upgraded later on. Yes, that's correct. Juvenile fish can be kept let's say a twenty gallon grow out tank or a forty gallon grow out tank and moved up to their permanent home. That is actually what I recommend. Now, say, for example, you are buying a baby Oscar or a baby angelfish or even a baby discus, and you put it in a 125-gallon aquarium. Let's say this fish is about an inch and a half long. It's going to have a very hard time to swim in a 125-gallon aquarium because it's just too much water for them, let alone it will be a very hard time for them to eat in such a big tank that early in their life. So I actually recommend growing out small monster fish in a 40-gallon breeder tank or maybe even 55 at the biggest. So that way they'll learn how to eat, they'll learn how to swim, and then you could put them in the 125 when they're about 3 or 4 inches. That way they won't um, be stuck in too big of water and um, 
not eat right because the food won't fall to them. You want the, you want them to have good access to the food. So make sure that you keep them in small tanks as they grow and then upgrade them to their permanent big tank. And I know a lot of fish keepers are going to have different opinions on that, but that's okay. That's what the hobby is about. The hobbyists all have their different opinions, and that is fine. I really do uh, think that. So um, if you guys think differently, that's cool too, but that's just my opinion on that matter. I think it's, I think it really should be noted that baby fish like Oscar should be kept in a 40-gallon breeder until they're about 4 inches and they can move into their 125 or whatever size big tank you personally have. All right. Now, the next good thing about the raising of baby fish is you get the joy of seeing them grow and turn into beauties, whatever the baby fish is, whether it's a rainbow fish or an Oscar or um, a Jack Dempsey or a Pleco, you're going to get the joy of seeing them grow and turn into beauties. And then when they grow, you're going to want to take out your camera and take pictures of them and confident and be confident in your fishkeeping ability. You're going to say, if I can grow this fish, I can grow any fish because you really are growing your confidence. And... You're going to love taking pictures. Trust me, if you go on my Facebook account, you're going to say, wow, Alex posts pictures of a fish more than anyone I know. Almost every week he has pictures of fish, and a lot of people do that. I think it's something I really enjoy about um, the fish hobby is taking pictures and stuff. And the last good thing about the fish-keeping hobby and raising baby fish is it builds your confidence, confidence, and confidence. And yes, that is true. The fish-keeping hobby, especially when raising baby fish, is going to build your confidence. I can't tell you how many times when I've raised baby fish from one inches to maturity, I've had confidence and I've started experimenting with some harder-to-keep species to some success. And that is something most people enjoy about this hobby, is learning how to grow out some certain species of fish as juveniles, and later on um, going on to some harder species of fish as juveniles and growing them out. So yes, you will gain confidence by growing out certain species of fish. And that's the best thing about the aquarium hobby. If you get bored with a certain species of fish, you can always um, go ahead and get other species of fish if you don't like the particular fish you are keeping anymore. However, me, people say I'm a boring person because I always keep the same kinds of fish, which are Oscars, Jack Dempsey's, Plecos, Sewer Dollars, etc. I don't know why I do that. I just love Oscars and Jack Dempsey's a lot. They have a special place in my heart since I was a kid because my first fish that I've kept were Oscars, Jack Dempsey's, Plecos, and a Red Devil. And I just have a special place in my heart for them. I try to try new fish. I tried the community fish. I had a tank with neon tetras, Romino's tetras, angelfish, and some smaller plecos. I liked it for a little while, but I got that touch for Oscars again. 
and I dislike Oscars for some reason. And that's cool, too. That's a part of the hobby that a lot of people enjoy is having the options to keep what they want and enjoy the hobby. And that's what I want you fish keepers to do. Don't feel ashamed if you like a certain species of fish. Just study that fish and raise the fish to the best of your ability. Don't care what people think of the fish you keep. Just keep it the way the fish that you like, and you'll enjoy this hobby. Trust me, it'll be worth it for you. So that is the good of raising baby fish. And whenever there's something good, there's always something bad. So right now, let's talk about the bad of raising baby fish. We all know that some baby fish are very sensitive and could die easily. It is kind of sad, but it is true. Some baby fish are very sensitive and could die. Now, for me personally, I've noticed that baby angelfish are very sensitive. I'm talking about angels that are um, dime to penny size. Those are very, very, very sensitive. And I personally think that those baby-sized angelfish should not be sold by fish stores or pet stores because they are very sensitive at that size. They are so sensitive, they're almost like a discus at that size. It's not until they are about quarter size that they get a little hardier. And I personally try to boycott any of the small angels that I see smaller than a quarter size because I don't want to run the risk of them dying. Their water quality has to be perfect at that small of a size, and they need to be fed more often than a quarter size or a two to three inch angelfish. And I know some of the other cichlids are very sensitive when they are small, like festivums are very sensitive when small. Some of the tetras can be quite sensitive when they are in a juvenile state, like the neon tetra. However, it is very rare, very rare, to find a juvenile neon tetra in the aquarium hobby. It has to be purposely looking for a juvenile neon tetra because most neon tetras now are adults. And quite frankly, um, a lot of the other fish are hardy as babies. But there are some species of baby fish that are very sensitive, like baby stingrays. Um, I know those are very, very hard to keep alive. But I know a lot of fish keepers don't have tanks big enough for stingrays, so that should not be a problem. Um, there are a lot of fish that are sensitive, and I guess you can say that's a bad thing about raising baby fish. But if you guys stick with the hardier species of fish, that should not be a problem. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about the hardy baby fish species in the show. Now, the next bad thing about raising baby fish is they actually could get sick easier than full-grown fish or adult fish because baby fish have weak immune systems, similar to humans. Um, baby humans have weak immune systems, so the same thing is going to be said about baby fish. Now, they could get sick easily, but if you keep up on your water changes, you provide a great diet, it's, it's really kind of hard to make them sick. But I noticed baby fish just get sick from stress. 
So I like to recommend keep stress to a minimum and make sure you have the correct water conditions, correct tank mate, and things of that nature. And we'll talk about that later on in the show. And the last bad thing about raising tropical fish as babies is far too often they're sold too young in fish stores. Now, some of the fish stores order from suppliers or some may order from local breeders, and the breeders actually sell the fry way too early. And I personally think uh, baby fish should not be sold if they are under inch in the aquarium hobby. I think fish should be two to three inches at least to be sold in the aquarium hobby. Just the other day, I was at my local fish store, and I saw really tiny um, red tail sharks that were at least um, a quarter of an inch. I was like, wow, those are really, really small. And the common fish up here in Massachusetts that we see very small is the green severum. Believe it or not, the green severum is very sensitive at a small size. And I see my tiniest green severums at the fish store. They were about a quarter of an inch as well. I actually bought one of those green severums, and he's doing quite well today. He's about two inches now, so he's growing a lot. He loves frozen bloodworms, and he loves market shrimp. He actually eats more than my albino Oscar, believe it or not. So that is great. And a lot of the small fish up here are, are angelfish. You see a lot of tenny to nickel-sized angelfish, and every time I try to tell the fish stories that those things are sensitive as heck, they just ignore me. I guess they're, t- they're top sellers. I don't know why they keep stocking them that small. Um, I personally, when I want to keep angelfish, I look for the quarter-sized angelfish and medium-sized angelfish because they're, um, they have more color at that size, and they're actually very hardy at that size. So that is what I think is bad about raising baby fish. And I know a lot of fish keepers are going to agree that some baby fish are often sold too young in fish stores. So what a great start to this fantastic episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Well, coming up next here on the Aquatic Wetline, I'm going to discuss how to raise baby fish, and I'll discuss the don'ts of raising baby fish, and much more. But right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, which is being sponsored by Hikari Sales USA, School of Fish, Inc., Fish Trendy Tropical Fish, Aquatics Euphoria, Dakota Aquatics Plus, the International Aquatic Association, um, and Jambox. So I hope you guys enjoy this commercial break and stick around. We've got plenty more of the aquatic wetline coming your way. And don't forget, you can call in at 1-347-989-8142 to join the chat and share a story of you raising your baby fish. I'd love to hear it. So that's 1-347-989-8142. The Aquatic Quit Line is live next after this fantastic commercial break. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Procosinus. 
Micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish. Saki Akari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles. And Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best of livestock from fresh water to salt water and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish is a fish store located in South Hadley, Massachusetts. Fish Frenzy offers the finest in freshwater and saltwater livestock, aquarium equipment such as Marineland, Aquian, and Flaval, fish foods such as Hikari, Tetra, and more. Fish Frenzy has moved to a new location to get many more awesome fish in. Fish Frenzy has the cheapest prices in town for fish. Go check out at the court at Fish Frenzy and you will not be disappointed. Fish Frenzy is located at 14 Main Street in South Hadley, Massachusetts. You can reach at the court at Fish Frenzy at 413-536-7700. And at Fish Frenzy looks forward to serving you the Western Mass Fish Keepers. Fish Geeks is an online Facebook fish group that is dedicated to the aquarium hobby. We have thousands of members who all love this aquarium hobby. All of our members are a fish geek one way or another. If you are serious about this hobby and love fish, then come join our group on Facebook You Fish Geek. Type in the search bar on Facebook Fish Geeks and click join. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice? On planted tanks? Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discus? Do you need advice on Well, get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, saltwater tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids, and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today! Thank you, IAA!
Aquatics Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatics Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Teens and in between. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses, and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week, or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time consuming. But it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Hey, live listeners of the Aquatic Wetline. Did you know you can call in live right now? To ask any fish questions or join tonight's fish chat, just simply dial 1-347-989-8142. You may ask any fish questions you might have or chat with us about tonight's subject. You can also ask our guests any questions you might have as well. So go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. 8142. Please go to a quiet location and turn off the speaker on your phone. Please wait until we see your call and bring you live. But go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142. Give us a holla if you hear us.
You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember, you can call in anytime at 1347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. And welcome back to the Aquatic Wetline. I hope you guys enjoyed our wonderful commercial break. And today, we're discussing how to keep and raise baby fish. Now, before commercial break, I discussed what I like about raising baby fish and the good and bad of raising baby fish. Now, we're going to discuss how to raise baby fish. I'll share my thoughts on how you guys can raise show-quality baby fish. I'll discuss the best baby fish for beginners And I'll discuss the do's, or actually I'll discuss the don'ts of raising baby fish. So we've got a lot to talk about right here, right now, on the Aquatic Wetline. Don't forget, you can call in live at 1-347-989-8142 with any questions you might have or any advice you want to offer to all of our wonderful listeners here on the Aquatic Wetline, or if you have a fish that you have grown out as a juvenile and to a nice adult, you can go ahead and call in and share that story with us. So all fish keepers are welcome to call in. I would love for you to call in and tell us about a fish you have raised from juvenile state to adulthood. And, actually, I see that we've got our first caller of the evening. So, um, thank you for calling in, and you are now live on the Aquatic Wetline. Hello, Aqua Alex. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight, sir? All right. This is William T. Calling in to ask a question about Plankos. Sure, that, that sounds great. I appreciate you calling in. Okay, and I know that you know there's uh, most Plankos uh, need wood to help to digest their food, but is there a Placo that doesn't require wood to digest their food? Yes, there's actually a couple of species of Plankos that don't need wood. Um, first, we have the common pleco, but as we know, the common pleco gets really huge. Then we've got the bristlenose pleco, which is a, a very nice pleco, almost similar to the common pleco, but it's got some nice bristles on its mouth. And then there are a few right. other species that that don't need uh, driftwood, like the uh, chocolate pleco or like the rubber lip pleco. And there's also a pleco that looks very nice called the orange seam pleco that the algae eater as well doesn't need driftwood. Well, thank you, Aqua Alex. And uh, I wanted to tell you that I raised five baby bristlenose plecos uh, from uh, 
babies, actually, not even juveniles. Actually, they were just a little bit bigger than Fry, and they're adults now. And I've got three males and two females, and they're beautiful. And I want to thank you that uh, your show is doing very well. You're doing a great job. And as far as these Placos, Bristol knows that I'm raising, uh, when they grew, uh, the bristles were so beautiful to watch them grow uh, from the baby uh, uh, up to the adulthood and how long the bristles are actually growing at this point in their life. They're getting bigger and longer and longer, and uh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful placos. So yeah, I wanted to tell you my story about my placos. That's awesome. Bristol placos are very nice and unique, and they actually are a good breeder. So hopefully they'll breed for you and make you some money. Well, they're doing the dance. They just haven't done it yet. I've got to get a couple of caves, put a couple of caves in there, or or use some. Uh, inexpensive uh, coffee cups, which also work, um, that they can crawl inside. Uh, we're telling them to put it in there soon. Uh, I think they're about ready to do that, so I'm going to do that. And like I said, you're doing a wonderful job on Aquatic Wetline, and I'm so glad you took my call. So uh, have a great evening, and, and uh, yeah, enjoy yourself on your show. You really are doing well, Alex. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, and thank you for taking the time to call in. You're welcome, and have a good night. You too, sir. Have a great night, and enjoy the rest of the show. I will. Awesome, and thank you, William, for calling in. Anyone else is welcome to call in and share their story. The number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. And I'm actually going to go ahead and share some of the fish that I'm currently growing out and some fish that I have grown out in the past. And we have another caller here on the Aquatic Wetline. This is great, two callers in a row. Hi, you're live on the Aquatic Wetline, and thank you so much for uh, calling in tonight. Yes, how are you doing tonight, Alex? I'm doing great. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Not bad. I was just calling in to tell you about when I raised my two Oscars. I got them at, like, about probably a little over an inch, and now they're both pushing about one's six and one's five and a half, I think, and it was really cool watching them grow. That's awesome. Your Oscars are actually very nice looking. I like I like your Oscars. You did a great job raising them. And I see them on YouTube when they're very fantastic and stunning. So I definitely yeah. recommend our listeners to check out your Oscars on your YouTube channel. Yeah, it was just awesome because I got, you know, you get an Oscar and he's really small. And then you wake up about a month later and you got a monster in there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, actually. It's one of the reasons that I like Oscars. And i got to say thank you to you for getting me back into the Oscar game. I, will, I really do like Oscars. Okay, well, I just thought I'd call in and let you know that was probably my favorite fish breed that I've ever had that I've raised from a juvenile. I'm doing fire mouse. I have a couple fire mouse right now. I'm, but, they're as you know, they're kind of slow growers. Yeah, they grow really slow, unfortunately, but they're a very nice mm-hmm. fish. Like I was telling you, I'm not a fan of the hybrids or nothing, but I ended up with a parrot cichlid, and I've been trying to find a home for it, but I've had it for probably a week or so, and it's actually got a little bigger that quick. Oh, that's cool. You're doing a good job with him then. 
Yeah, okay, well, I'll let you get back to your show. That was cool hearing about Williams' bristle nose. Those are awesome plecos. Yeah, I like the bristle nose plecos, too. They're a very nice fish. Okay, well, I'll let you get back to your show. You have a good day. You too, sir. Thank you for calling, and I appreciate your call. Okay, bye. That's awesome. Two callers in a row on the Aquatic Wetline, so you guys really do like my show. Anyone else, you know the drill. Just call in 1347-989-8142. Now, I'm going to discuss some of the fish that I am currently growing out and some of the fish that I've grown out in the past. So right now, currently, I'm growing out a very nice albino Oscar. I'm growing out my brand-new tiger Oscar that I just got today. I'm also growing out the very nice green Severum that I told you about earlier in the show. I'm growing out a very nice Adontis eruptus catfish, or however you pronounce that, which is basically a Adontis lace catfish that's sold in the aquarium hobby. And I'm also growing out a common pleco, but he's really past his juvenile uh, state. He's actually about uh, roughly four or five inches, maybe six inches. Um, but he's still like a mid-teenager. He's, he's going to get big. As we all know, common plecos get huge. So that's what I'm growing out currently right now. But in the past, I have grown out several Oscar cichlids. I have grown out Jack Dempsey's. I have grown out... Um, Severums. I've grown out several crayfish, and I've even grown out goldfish, live bearers, and some of the rare fish that I've grown out are uh, Mylosoma, silver dollars. I've had them one time. Um, I've grown out Mylia strumbachi. Oh, excuse me. I've, I've never grown out my, uh, Mylosoma silver dollars. I meant to say I've grown out Mylia sumerapinus red hook silver dollars. So let me start fresh there. I've grown out um, Y bar silver dollars, Mylia strumbachi, red hook silver dollars, Mylia sumerapinus. I've grown out datnoids for a little while, but they were really, really slow growers, so I kind of give up on them. And I've grown out peacock bash and pike cichlids, among other fish. And I'm pretty sure there are lots of other fish that I've grown out, but I've been in the hobby for 12 to 13 years, and it's kind of hard to remember all of the fish that I've kept. Of course, I've grown out monster fish, such as the red-tailed cats, pakus, arowanas, and things like that. So as you can tell, I have a wide variety of fish that I've had the experience of working with and a wide variety of fish that I've grown out. So my knowledge is not particularly in one area, but it's widespread. So that's what I really enjoy about this aquarium hobby, that I have the ability to teach about certain fish, which is great. So that's all the fish that I've grown out, and that's all the fish that I'm growing out right now. So thank you for the two callers. That was wonderful. But now let's get back into our topic for tonight's show. Now, I'm going to have a discussion on how to raise baby fish. I'm going to tell you how to have show quality fish and make them the beauties that they are destined to be. That's right, all fish are destined to be beauties and you are responsible for making them become beauties as a tropical fish keeper and you will make it happen. So I'm going to tell you how to raise baby fish. 
The first way is to have a good diet, and you want to feed twice daily. So if you're feeding a cichlid, like an Oscar or a Jack Dempsey or a Red Devil or any meat-eating fish, you want to provide a good diet. Market shrimp is great for fish. Earthworms is fantastic for fish. Bloodworms, myestas shrimp, krill are great for fish. You want to feed a good quality pellet like our sponsor, Ikari, New Life Spectrum, Omega-1, or any of the wonderful brands out there on the market for fish food. You want to feed a good quality flake food. Yes, flake food are good for baby fish. I recommend Tetra for flake food. Tetra has perhaps the best fish flakes in the market. I really do believe that. Um, Tetra actually makes a, a vegetarian fish flake out there for your African cichlid keepers or your Tetra keepers or your suet dollar keepers. Tetra has a vegetarian flakes as well. And you really want to make sure all your baby fish have a good diet. And you want to feed twice daily. I feed in the morning and at night. So twice daily at least. You can feed three times a day too, but I do twice a day. So a good diet and feeding twice daily is your first step to raising baby fish. The second step is doing plenty of water changes. Yes. If you want your fish to grow and you want your fish to be healthy, you will need to do plenty of water changes. For baby fish, I recommend two or three water changes a week. And no, that is not overkill. You will not harm your fish by doing too many water changes. It's actually better for the fish. You can do as low as a water change you want. 50%, 75%, heck, even 80%. Just give them clean water and they will grow. Trust me, they will grow in clean water and your fish will appreciate the clean water. So do plenty of water changes. I am speaking from experience on this. I've noticed my tiger Oscar, or excuse me, my albino tiger Oscar that I've gotten two weeks ago has grown an inch from the two water changes I do a week. And I do 50 to 75% water changes twice a week. And I really like doing water changes. So do plenty of water changes for your baby fish to grow. And perhaps the next thing I'm going to say is very, very important. Over-filter your fish tank. It is not overkill to over-filter your aquarium as well. Matter of fact, I recommend doubling the filters you need for your aquarium. For example, let's say you have a 30-gallon aquarium. I'd say 60 gallons of filtration is good. Heck, you can even go above 50 gallons if you want. Over-filtering is very important in the aquarium hobby because the more filtration you have, the better your water is going to be. So don't be afraid to over-filter your aquarium. It will be best for your tropical fish and especially best for your baby fish. 
So having clean water and having plenty of filtration is superb in growing out your fish. Now, a lot of these pet stores like Petco and PetSmart will sell you a filter that is good for your aquarium, but you should make sure you buy another filter so you can overfilter your tank. Clean water is what you need. Perfect water makes for perfect fish. Again, I repeat, perfect water makes for perfect fish. Keep an eye on that and remember that. Perfect water makes for perfect fish. Now, the next way to raise baby fish is to keep an eye on water parameters. Now, you want your pH to be what it should be for your fish. Your ammonia should always be at zero, and your nitrate should be what it should be for your fish. All right? Now, make sure you do your research because some fish have different pHs than other. And generally, I would recommend to keep fish that require the same pH together. I would not, for example, recommend mixing South or Central American cichlids with African cichlids because South or Central American cichlids have different pH requirements than African cichlids. So always make sure you keep fish that are compatible with each other for aggressiveness and for the pH and water parameters. Now, if your water parameters go out of whack, fish can die, and especially baby fish can die because they are more sensitive than adult fish. Now, the next way to raise baby fish is to make sure you have compatible tank mates. That's right. You want to have fish that can go together with each other. For example, if you want a community tank, don't mix Oscars or Jack Dempsey's or Red Devils or other cichlids with your Tetras, Mollies, Platties, or smaller fish like Corridoras because the Oscars and the larger monster fish will eat your Tetras, Platties, Guppies, and Mollies. It's only common sense. So if you're having a community aquarium, I recommend sticking with community fish. And if you're interested in cichlids, you can have angelfish, rams, cribs, or um, uh, what's the other cichlid that's the dwarf? Oh, a speedos with your community fish. See, I never kept a speedo, so I almost forgot about them. But luckily I remembered on here. I'm not using a script tonight. I'm actually ad-libbing all of my show tonight, so I have to try to remember some of these things. And, yes, I'm doing a fantastic job without a script, ain't I? Very fun. I actually like doing the show without a script. So that is one way you can raise baby fish. Make sure you have compatible tank mates, community fish with community fish. Now, if you're going with an aggressive cichlid tank, like you want to have Oscars and um, Jack Dempsey's, for example, or if you want to have African cichlids, make sure you have a big enough tank to combine them all. Because remember, as a cichlid ages, its aggression is going to um, become more as it matures. So it might be peaceful as a little fish, but as it matures, the aggression is going to um, come out in the fish. That's what I like about raising baby cichlids is they're peaceful when they're small, 
But trust me, as they mature, they're going to become very aggressive. And that is the mistake that beginners make, is they actually take an Oscar, for example, and put it in with the community tank. And as it grows, they're going to say, where are my guppies? Where are my platties? Where are my mollies? Well, the Oscar had it for dinner that day. So it really is important to research your fish, especially when dealing with baby fish. Make sure you have compatible tank mates. And finally, my last clue I can give you for raising baby fish is to choose hardy fish as babies. The best hardy fish to choose from, if you're looking for a community tank, would be guppies, platties, mollies, certain species of tetras, such as blasker tetras, serpe tetras, um, emperor tetras, certain species of Rominos tetras. There are a lot of tetras you can have for um, your uh, for your good hardy baby fish. And like I said earlier in the show, a lot of tetras that are sold in the aquarium hobby aren't actually babies because they stay small, two to three inches max, for certain tetras, but they're small enough to be considered babies. So make sure you choose hardy fish as babies. Now, for cichlids, there are a lot of hardy fish out there um, that are easy to be kept as babies, like Oscars, Firemouths, Convicts, Jack Dempsey's, Red Devils, Severums. The list goes on and on and on and on. But just do your research, and you'll find out what species are hardy enough to be kept as a baby fish, which is very interesting. So that is how you can raise baby fish. Let's recap. A good diet, feed twice daily, do plenty of water changes, and overfilter your tank. Clean water is what you need. Perfect water makes your perfect fish. Keep an eye on water parameters because if they go out of whack, your baby young fish could die. Make sure you have compatible tank mates and choose hardy fish as babies. Now my final topic for tonight is the don'ts of raising baby fish. And that would be first, don't mix aggressive species with peaceful fish, and I've discussed that a few minutes ago, and that's common sense because if you mix aggressive species with peaceful fish, the aggressive species is going to kill all of your peaceful fish. Again, I mentioned this earlier in the show, don't forget baby fish need clean water. And this one is very important. Don't overstock an aquarium with baby fish because the more fish you add to an aquarium, the more ammonia it's going to have because the fish are going to uh, create waste, and that's going to create ammonia, which in turn can turn deadly and um, make your nitrate count go higher. And when nitrate goes higher, your fish can die. So don't overstock an aquarium with baby fish. Now, you want to keep an eye on what fish you're putting into your size aquarium. For example, if you have a 55-gallon aquarium, you certainly don't want to put an Oscar, then put a Dempsey, then put a Red Devil, then put catfish, then put buckles in there because then you're overstocking your aquarium. So make sure you research on what you can put in your size aquarium. And finally, the don'ts of raising baby fish, and this one is very, very common. I see it a lot when I go to Petco or PetSmart. 
make sure to purchase more than one baby fish if the fish is a schooling species. That's right. <clears throat> For the social species, you want to purchase some fish that are great schoolers. More than one. For example, if you're buying a Dino, you want to buy at least five or six. If you're buying Tetras, you want to buy at least five or six. Or if you are going to be buying Bobs, again, five or six. So what I'm saying to you is this. If you are going to be getting community fish or fish that are social and need to be kept in schools, don't buy one. Buy more than one, because it really is important for this fish to feel comfortable. And if they're babies and they're if they're kept alone and they're a social fish, they're going to be stressed out, they're going to get sick, and they could possibly die. So what I'm saying to you is this. If you are planning to keep community fish or any fish that needs to be kept social, buy them in schools or don't purchase them at all. All right? If you want to have one fish, or a few fish in the tank, go in an aggressive tank because then you can not only have, you can buy one fish. But if you want a community tank, then you have to buy schooling fish together in groups. I recommend five or six um, of that particular species, whether it's a live bearer or a tetra or a barb or a rasbora, whatever it is. Some of these vultures are actually. Um, very social, such as the clown loaches, the red-tailed bodias, yo-yo loaches, and things like that. So research if you're unsure if the fish is a social fish or not, because I certainly would not want to put a clown loach by himself because you'll never see it. But if you have five, six, seven, eight clowns in a tank, they'll always, always come out. So that is the don't of growing and raising baby tropical fish. Again, that is not to mix aggressive species with peaceful fish. Don't forget baby fish in clean water. Don't overstock an aquarium with baby fish. And make sure to purchase more than one baby fish if the fish is a schooling species. All right, my last and final topic for tonight's show, and this is for the beginners because I know I've got a lot of listeners who are beginners. Discussion on the best baby fish for beginners. Well, certainly, one of the best beginner fish, beginner baby fish, would be live bearers, whether it be platies, mollies, or guppies, or swore tails. Um, these guys are easy to keep as babies, and they're very, very simple to take care of. Tetras are good for beginners. Um, barbs can be good for beginners, but keep in mind, tiger barbs are very nippy and very aggressive. Rainbow fish are, are very nice. Baby rainbow fish are kind of dull in color, but as they grow up, they get very colorful. Um, and you've got clown loaches that could be kept by beginners if they have a big tank. There are a lot of good baby fish that are uh, a lot of good community fish that are good for beginners as babies. Rasboras are another one. Now for cichlids, aggressive fish, convicts are certainly good baby fish for beginners because they will grow and they will breed rapidly if you have a male and a female, which is easy to get. And then these beginners will actually be raising babies of their own and they can sell them. Or if a beginner has a big tank, they can raise a baby Oscar or a baby Jack Dempsey 
or even uh, maybe even a baby um, manigwensin, or they can even go with African cichlids. There are a lot of good beginner baby fish that are good for beginners. Just do your research. Also, goldfish are good baby fish. They're very simple to take care of. Feed them and do water change. Don't keep them in fish bowls. And keep them in a large-sized aquarium, and they will be happy. And I am 100% behind the fact that goldfish should not be kept in a fish bowl because they do get pretty big. Even the fancy goldfish do get pretty big, but they could be kept in an aquarium by beginners. And we will do a show on goldfish sometime here on the Aquatic Wetline. All right. So this has pretty much been a fantastic show. I really did enjoy talking about keeping and raising baby tropical fish. And I really did enjoy this show, so I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And I actually came up with this show one day when I was feeding my baby albino Oscar and my baby seven, my baby sedantis catfish. I was like, I really enjoy raising baby fish. So... It would be awesome for me to do a show on the aquatic wetline discussing um, raising baby tropical fish so I can help other fish keepers out. So I hope I helped you guys learn how to raise baby tropical fish, and I hope you guys enjoyed this great show. I actually thought about the show on Sunday night when I was feeding my fish for our snowstorm, so I'm really thankful that I came up with this great, great idea. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take my final commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up this great show. Now, in this commercial break, I have two wonderful songs for your listener enjoyment. For So you're going to hear some music for your listening enjoyment in our final commercial break. When we come back, I have a couple of announcements I'm going to make, and we'll end this great show. And I really did enjoy those two wonderful callers tonight, by the way. So let's take this final commercial break and hear our wonderful songs that we have lined up for this commercial break for your listening pleasures. Are you a fish keeper that has expertise in the aquarium hobby? Would you like to be interviewed on the Aquatic Wetline to discuss your favorite species of fish or share your aquarium hobby? We at the Aquatic Wetline are always looking for fun, exciting, and awesome guests. So if you're interested in speaking on fish or the aquarium hobby on the Aquatic Wetline, Please contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can contact Fishkeeper James Carnelli. His email is JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com. That's JimmySilverArrow at AOL.com. So please contact AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or Jimmy Silver Arrow at AOL.com if you are interested in being a guest on the Aquatic Wetline. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com 
so we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fish keeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, please contact us, Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show. Aquatic Wetline is now on iTunes. You can download any of our archived episodes on iTunes. You can listen to any of our past episodes on your ride to work or your long ride on vacation. Simply go to the podcast section of iTunes and search for Aquatic Wetline to find us. Enjoy. like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series. This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, Please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account, Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United question and answer? Then send all of your topical fish questions to aquaticwedline at outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Hey, listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, this here is Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to be a part of my talk show, The Alex Cardinelli Show. On The Alex Cardinelli Show, we talked about everything from current news, to sports, to current events, to dogs, to politics, to everything you can imagine. So come join us at The Alex Cardinelli Show. We are live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We are live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are live 
Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Oscar Noah Show airs three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, with Friday being our current news episode, and Tuesday and Sunday will be our fun shows where we'll discuss anything and everything and have a fun guest on the show. So come check out the Alex Cardinelli Show on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Come on, come on, you know you want to be a part of this great talk show. So I'll see you at the Alex Cardinelli Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks.
All righty. I hope you guys enjoyed those two wonderful songs. By the way, the name of those songs were Tonight is the Night and Creed, My Own Prison. And tonight we had a wonderful show here on the Aquatic Wetline. I discussed the raising and keeping of baby tropical fish, and I had some wonderful callers. Matter of fact, my two buddies and my two best friends called into the show. So I'd like to say thank you, William, and my good friend Jeff for calling into the show. That was fantastic, and it certainly made this show better than it already was. I love having callers on the Aquatic Wetline, and as we know, today was our 125th episode, and it certainly did a fantastic job. So congratulations to the Aquatic Wetline for celebrating 125 episodes today. All right. Now, before I go, I've got a couple of news to make for you guys. And the first news is that our next show is going to be the final episode of January for the Aquatic Wetline. Can you guys believe January has come and gone already? The first month of 2015 is almost over. So um, I am very excited to announce the last episode of January is going to be our first Q&A of 2015 and a Q&A for January of 2015. Or, or, the, or excuse me, yeah, I guess I can, uh, I don't know what I'll say here. <laughs> yeah, got all tongue-tied, tongue-tied. But this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern will be our final episode of January. And it'll be our first Q&A of 2015 and the Q&A for January. Now, I got a lot of great questions that were emailed to me. But again, you can call in and ask live questions or tweet your questions when I'm live on air this Saturday. But I will discuss that when we go live on Saturday. Again, if you want, you can email your questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com, and I will answer them on Saturday, or you can call in Saturday with any questions that you might have. Also, on Saturday, we are going to um, have another special announcement for you. So make sure you join our Q&A live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I look forward to that. All right, my next announcement is that February is going to be a very good month for the aquatic wetline. Now, historically, February has always been a good month for the aquatic wetline. In February of 2014, I met my good friend and the former co-host of the aquatic wetline, Crayfish Man James Jones. So I'm sure this year, February is going to be an awesome month for the aquatic wetline. And I've got some great guests lined up for the Aquatic Wetline in February. Now, for the very first time, I'm going to have my first United Kingdom guest on the Aquatic Wetline in February. So I am looking forward to that. I also am going to be reuniting with someone that I never thought that I would ever reunite with on the Aquatic Wetline. And that will be taking place February 11th. 
And right now, that's going to be my next episode of Fish Keepers United. So February 11th, 2015 is going to be our next episode of Fish Keepers United, and it's going to be a special reunion. Now, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you who I am reuniting with, but you guys can go ahead and take guesses until February 11th. You might get it. You might not get it, but there will be a special reunion on February 11th on our uh, Fish Keepers United show. Now, I'm also looking for a saltwater host. I would like to get my saltwater series started in February, so I'm trying my best to get it started. So hopefully we will um, find someone for that. I'm also looking for a reptile series to start in February, and maybe I'll do a brackish series as well. And I might even do an Oscar series in February because I know Oscars are a very popular tropical fish, and I'm very big into Oscars. And my good friend, Cichlid Man Jeff, is very big into Oscars. So I'm just telling you know, February is going to be an epic month for the aquatic wetline. So make sure you guys are ready for that. And one final time, I would like to announce we are getting ready for our 150th episode. Yes, that's right, our 150th episode. And I believe it will take place sometime in March or April. I've got some great prizes for you. So for the first time since last April, I'm going to have prizes on the aquatic wetline. I've got some wonderful prizes for you. I've also got my sponsor, Hikari, who will be doing a giveaway on our 150th episode. And I'm also going to have some guests on the show and some co-hosts, and we're going to celebrate 150 episodes of the Aquatic Wetline, and that will be taking place on our 150th episode sometime in March or April, and you can bet that I will keep you updated on that. I'm currently planning out some episodes now, and it looks like 150 episodes will be here in about a month or two, and it's certainly going to be phenomenal. It could be the best episode of 2015, so hopefully it will be, and hopefully it will draw in some new listeners and expand the growth of the aquatic wetline. And I have actually have increased in listeners of the aquatic wetline, so I am very proud of that, and I am very happy about that. So I like expanding in 2015. Now my next announcement is we will be doing another live on-location broadcast. I'm not sure exactly where I will be doing it, but I'm looking into doing one in February or March. And it will be the first live on-location broadcast of 2015. I will be doing one at Fish Trendy Tropical Fish at some point, but the problem is I live at least a half hour away from this particular fish store, and I don't have a car right now, so I would have to get a ride, so I would have to go on the schedule of my ride, but I will be doing a live on-location broadcast from Fish Frenzy. I'm not sure if it will be the first or the second broadcast of 2015, but I will be doing a live on-location broadcast from Fish Frenzy, and that should be great. But I'm looking at doing one 
at Dave's Pet Food City because this, this is the live this is the live location broadcast that started it all for the aquatic wetline. So I will once again contact Dave's Pet Food City and see if the aquatic wetline could broadcast again there because last March we did our very first live on location broadcast and it was only a 30 minute show and we had a lot of issues for technical issues during that time of the show and very much so we have grown we have expanded we are now premium and we've got more I've got more information about hosting the shows and they're more professional so I would like to do a show at Dave's Pet Food City for a live on location broadcast again so that is the plan but I will have a live on location broadcast for the very first of for the very first in 2015 but we will do that so I will let you know but we will have a, a live on location broadcast in 2015 at some point all right, and my final announcement is that I want to give a plug for my friends here. I got a couple of plugs that I'm going to give out. The first plug goes to my good friend on Facebook. Actually, I just met him today, but I joined his forum, and he has a great forum. I've been on his forums in the past, and he puts a lot of work into his forums, and I'm actually – a sponsor of this form, Aquatic Wetline, is sponsoring this fish form, and I'll be making him a commercial for our next episode. So our next episode will have a formal commercial that I'll play during our sponsor um, commercial break. So you can expect to hear his name more on the Aquatic Wetline. And I'm proud to be a sponsor of this great form. Anyways, the, the name of this form is Aquarium Forum. I want you guys to check it out. So, fish keepers, please log on to www.aquariumform.com. And form is spelled 4UM, the number 4 and then UM, aquariumform.com. And um, I look forward to that. I'm a member of that group, so go ahead and join it. I'm a VIP member, which means Aquatic Wetline is a proud sponsor of that group, so go ahead and check it out, aquariumform.com, and I will have a commercial for you guys um, come next episode of the Aquatic Wetline, aquariumform.com. Go join it. Go check me out on there, and let's have some fun on that forum. And my final plug is for my good friend, Andy. Check out his great radio show, Dakota Aquatics Plus. He talks about reptiles and everything. And my final plug is for my good friend William. He has a great radio show, Aquatic Euphoria. Check it out here on Block Talk Radio, Aquatic Euphoria. And finally, we got my good friend Jeff. Please check out and subscribe to his YouTube channel, Slash Master 1989. See great videos of his Oscar tank and all of his great fish. YouTube channel, Slash Master 1989. Well, We've reached the end of our great show. I want to thank you for listening to tonight's episode of the Aquatic Wetline. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please go ahead and share it around on your Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus account so that your friends can listen to this great show. Just simply copy and paste the URL onto your Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus account. I'm Oscar Alex. And thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline. Good night, everyone. 
Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on.